my name is Swati and I will be singing Bhaje Vigna Rajam, um, composed by Sri Pooja Swamiji um, in Raga Hamsadwani and Adi Tala. This is Manisha and this is Rohit. Bhaje Vigna Rajam
was awesome. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Stay there, we'll do a couple of questions and you can do one more. Yeah? Okay. And then I'll ask you to, each of you to speak about a, one of, a favorite topic for everybody. In fact, I'll ask you to do that now. You can talk about, these are some of the many, many kids who practically grew up on the lap of Pujya Swamiji. So I will ask each of you to talk about a favorite memory that you have of Pujya Swamiji. I think my favorite memory of Pooja Swamiji was when I was younger and um, we went to see him, I think this was before I was going to first or second grade and um, I was I was telling him, or like my parents were telling him how I was like really scared to go to school, make friends and stuff and um, Pooja Swamiji um, said the one thing that he said to me was like you shouldn't be afraid of um, talking to other people because we're all the same, like one plus one is the same for everyone. The only difference is like our skin color or like our personal preferences, like everything else, we're all just human, basically. So I think that's one of my most favorite memories. Um, I was quite young when I interacted with Pooja Swamiji, so I don't have any direct, I don't have any memory of direct interactions with him, but one thing that I remember that was a constant throughout my childhood was um, whenever my dad would come pick me up from aftercare from school or pick me up from anywhere, Pooja Swamiji's lecture would be playing in the cassette tape. And so I would always be hearing him talking, the audience laughing, my dad laughing. Um, and so his voice just brings back so many memories of being younger with my parents, driving me from class to class. I think um, because me and Swati are uh, siblings, we share very similar memories of Pooja Swamiji as I also remember getting picked up and my dad would be laughing along to Pooja Swamiji's um, lectures. But another thing is that Pooja Swamiji's name stays very common in our household and like whenever something, a joke is made or anything or it's re somehow it's referenced to Pooja Swamiji or if a joke is made and it has anything to do with a lecture that was in 1999, our dad is able to remember and same with our mom, they remember everything that they say, like he said then and they're able to connect it and uh, I can tell that Pooja Swamiji has had a very impactful change on their life. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahanao Bhunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastama Vidvishavahai Om Shanti 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 Satsang questions are as big as a pack of cards. Yeah. Be prepared for a long one. This camp has been wonderful and has given us a lot of food. Oh, for thought, for thought, for thought. <laughs> what do you say is the key take-home message to keep in mind while chewing on all this information? I was about to ask you that for the last day. <laughs> what are you taking home? Yeah. Well, you know, lots of things to chew on, many things. Um, and all the food for thought that uh, you feel you have received, you can just take some time to sit and put it in the form of words a few things, messages for yourself that you're taking home and that will be nice. It will be much nice, it will be much nicer to come to it organically by yourself than me telling you what should be the takeaway. 
And so, just take a few uh, minutes to ruminate, chew the cud of the Upanishad. And then it will come and let that be the message. Yes. Indrik Drishya Viveka The hierarchy from Indriyas to mind is directly is direct. Why does Sanat Kumara attempt to confuse Narada by taking him from the mind to the five elements without talking to him, taking him directly from the mind to Atman? The five elements are gross elements and not subtle elements. Well, every text has its journey that can be appreciated. And that is not in contradiction to anything else. Sometimes the text only talks about three elements, like the seventh chap- uh, the sixth chapter of the Chandogya, the one that uh, is just before the one we are doing, talks only of the three elements, doesn't talk about five. Does that mean the other two elements are not there? They are there. They are very much there, but what, what about them? They are as those swallowed in, in this. It's immaterial because we are not talking of the elements. So we can discuss two, three, five, it doesn't matter. And as uh, as far as the methodology is concerned, we saw that it is Arundhati Darshana Nyaya. If you want to see something very subtle, or Shakha Chandra Nyaya, you want to see something very subtle. The moon in between the, 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 the crescent moon, you want to show to a toddler. You can't just immediately see, say there's the moon. Come on, see it or not. See if I care. You can't do that. You have to take the child lovingly. Why? Because it's your child. You love this child. You take it step by step and make it see first the gross objects. What is there to see? There is the tree. Can you see the tree? Yes. Can you see the first branch? Yes. Can you see the... Oh, is that the moon? No, no, no. That's not the moon. But that's just a branch. Can you see the branch? Can you see the other branch? And then what is in between the two branches? That is the moon. Similarly, in Arundhati Darshanam, you go one by one by one. You go to the... Uh, you go to the pole star, you go to the seven sages, then you locate Vasishtha and then from there is the faint star. Oh, is that Arundhati? No. Is that Arundhati? No. Then finally there is Arundhati. The process uh, uh, through which one gets prepared to assimilate the knowledge. And then the last part of the question, why are there five elements? They are gross, they are not subtle. Well, the, the five elements have their gross aspects and also the subtle aspects. The subtle Akasha, the subtle Vayu, the subtle Agni, the subtle Apaha, the subtle Prithvi have given rise to the gross ones through a process called Panchi Karanam. So you take half of the subtle one uh, element and then the other four, one fourth, one fourth, one fourth, one fourth, making it one. Okay? So that's why. So Narada may not have been prepared. Or Sanat Kumara thought this is the best methodology to lead one slowly. And that is what it is. Alright. Let's take, let's see what else is there. I remember listening to a lecture of Pujya Swamiji's in which there is a running joke. An American psychologist's response to every problem a client brings to him is, you have a dysfunctional family, you have a dysfunctional home, quote-unquote. Since I was eight at that time, I remember, I don't remember anything else about the lecture except the joke because it made the audience and me laugh. Do you recall the joke and the context and the lesson? (laughs) It was, if I, what I recall is not exactly a joke, but that again was Pujya Swamiji's beauty of making people laugh without a joke. (laughs) He could make people laugh without even a joke. 
And before we come to that, I'll tell you how he would make people laugh without a joke. He would say, A while back, I told a joke in the class. Everybody, except one person, laughed. Then the one person who did not laugh, came back one week later and said, Swamiji, oh, and he was falling over in laughter. Swamiji, he couldn't barely contain himself, he laughed some more. Swamiji, that was an amazing joke. I didn't get it at that time. And now I got it, oh my God, it's so funny. And he laughed some more. <laughs> then Pujya Swamiji asked him, what was that joke that you thought you understood? And then Pujya Swamiji would say, after I heard from him what he thought the joke was, I laughed. <laughs> so for one joke, three laughters, and we still to this day do not know what the joke was. That was Pujya Swamiji, very, very funny. So here, the, my recollection of this one is that, there, uh, you know, the... Uh, Psychology stops at blaming the parents and blaming the home. You are like this because your parents were all messed up. And this is what it is. But where Vedanta goes a step further to see that even this parent, it doesn't stop at the parentage, it goes further to see that the parentage is also an expression, an expression of Bhagavan. And then, and then he would always end this discussion with, psychology therefore, he says, has no solution. And what about Vedanta? It has no problem. <laughs> This is how I recall. Uh, psychology has no solution. Vedanta has no problem to begin with. What problem? <laughs> because it's all what? Mithya. This must be from online. When I do self-enquiry with not this, not that, na iti, na iti, then everything other than I, everything is other and I am Atma. Is this not creating duality? Yes, but the duality is so temporary, by the time we finish reading this sentence, it's gone. Okay? Yeah, whereas, everything comes into this existence because of the existence that I am, like waves are because of the ocean is and not of separate existence. Can Swaminiji please clarify this doubt? Yeah, so that is Vedanta 101, not 201, okay, yeah, not 201. 101 means in the beginning you have to start somewhere and we have to start somewhere because there is a mix-up, a mix-up between I and not I. In fact, the mix-up cannot and should not take place, Adi Shankara says, because I am forever and the not-I is finite, I am infinite, the not-I is changing, I am unchanging, the not-I is objectifiable, I am not objectifiable. In fact, I and the not-I have nothing in common. Yet, naisargiko ayam lokavyavaharaha. Yet, it seems that Everyone uh, does this kind of a mistake. The I and the not I are enmeshed. It's like a kitten playing with a ball of wool. You leave it batting the ball of wool, you go out of the room for a little while, and then you come back, you don't know which is the kitten and which is the wool. <laughs> they have become entangled. This is exactly the jiva's lot. So therefore, in the beginning stages, you have to separate in order to unite. So first you have to say, Sakshi, Atma, I, Observer, everything I observe, not Atma, not Atma, Anatma, Anatma, na iti, na iti, na aham, na aham. And then after that's Vedanta 101. That's only half the problem solved because as you clearly said, it creates a duality.
that's only half the problem solved so the part 2 is saying that whatever i say it is not it is not it is not in fact it it is all brahman we've seen this so nama the name is brahman form is brahman brahman is not the name brahman is transcends the form akasha brahman vayu brahman apah brahman prithivi brahman tejah brahman fire brahman everything is brahman brahman is not any one of them because in order for brahman to be uh, itself which is limitlessly whole it cannot be any one thing yet it upholds every single thing this is the truth and then there is no contradiction let me do one more and then we'll hear these this wonderful ensemble again they sound so prof- professional can you please elaborate on abhidhana and abhideya abhidhana name in fact it's the name of the name abhidhana abhideya that which it denotes oh it's right here okay so what is this pot so the name pot is abhidhana and this shape that that is that, that this we know it to its meaning to be is called abhideya abhideya is that which is named abhidhana is the name how are they related because the one immediately evokes the other the two the word and its meaning are united spurring kalidasa to compose a beautiful uh, uh, shloka for the opening of the raghuvamsha वागर्थाविव संपृक्तौ वागर्थ प्रतिपत्तये जगतः पितरौ वन्दे पार्वती परमेश्वरौ दोस आई वर्शिप पार्वती एंड परमेश्वरा द पेरेंट्स ऑफ द यूनिवर्स हु आर वन लाइक द वर्ड एंड इट्स मीनिंग हु कैन नॉट बी सेपरेटेड सो अभिधाना इमीडिएटली कनेक्ट्स टू द अभिधेया सो इट द वर्ड एंड द मीनिंग कैन नॉट बी सेपरेटेड like parvati and parmeshwara what what a prayer and why are you praying like this so that these words uh, are not separated from their meaning <laughs> these words which i am about to write should not be separated from their meanings should be understood in the manner in which they are written lovely prayer lovely shloka so then uh so the abhidhana and the abhideya the, the the word and its meaning now the word and the meaning both of them are what they are connected but both of them are products vikaraha vikaraha evate they are products words and meaning words and meaning words and meanings are all products and so those products are not brahman i mean they are brahman interim but then brahman is not the products so we have to see where all the namas where all the abhidhana and where all the abhideya fly home to which nest and that is what is the is brahman okay that is how the relationship is next singing bhoshambho a raga revadi also composed by swami puja puja swami ji <laughs>
डोंट गो एनी वेर स्वामी जी यू डेंट एक्सप्लेन इन द क्लास वॉट द रीजन वॉज फॉर नारदास सैडनेस मे बी द पर्सन जॉइंट लेट या आई एम वंडरिंग इफ देर इज अ स्टोरी बिहाइंड इट वेदर इट्स वर्थ लिसनिंग वेल आई लीव इट टू यू वेदर इट्स वर्थ लिसनिंग और नॉट बट द स्टोरी देर इज नो स्टोरी द स्टोरी इज दैट ही वॉज अ कलेक्टर कलेक्टर ऑफ वॉट accolades validation he thought the accolades would lead to validation and the validation would lead to happiness sukham instead he got the opposite we have gone through this but uh, the person seemed might have missed that particular class so the accolades he thought would lead to validation and the validation would make him happy neither of those two two things happened nothing happened it neither led to validation nor did the validation made him happy and so he got all the awards all the um, all the degrees and the pedigrees and everything and he was just a collection of names that's what it was whole lot of names attached to his name so there is no and i use the word kritarthatvam kritartha means i have done everything that i need to to be fulfilled how many people can say that only gyanis only gyanis can say that so he was not able to say that so therefore he said i know rigveda i know yajurveda i know this veda i know that veda i know itihasa i know purana i know shiksha kalpa vyakarana nirukta chhandas jyotisham i know nakshatra vidya shastra vidya shastra vidya dhanur vidya deva vidya deva jana vidya i know dancing i know singing i know this i know that but then soham soham means this is who i think i am shochami i am still is still filled with sorrow i am not able to get rid of the sorrow so it tells us two things this is the story and i do think it's worth listening to it tells us two things thing number one that no matter how much i collect in terms of accomplishments and achievements it will not remove the sorrow centered on the i and then the second thing it tells me uh, uh, this this whole interchange between narada and sanat kumara is that the uh, everything that one does is for the sake of warding off sorrow keeping sorrow at bay that seems to be the nature behind the nature of all our pursuits the motive behind every pursuit is to keep sorrow at bay from this we went into the sadhana sadhya asambandha discussion keeping sorrow at bay is necessary when the self is truly sorrowful so if i say that the self is free of sorrow then there is no need to keep do all these pursuits to keep the sorrow out of bay at bay and so therefore it has to be recognized and understood that is the uh, that is the idea may you tell us about your time meeting with swami tarananda giri ji tarananda ji was one of the teachers of pujya swami ji beautiful person very quiet person who did not uh, say much and when he said when he talked it was really worth listening and he and a person who had an extremely sweet tooth and he would carry many 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 kilos of boxes of sweets when he came to rishikesh he would stay in this room i had the privilege of cleaning his room 
and so he would have he would have me stash these boxes of sweets huge boxes of sweets under his bed to give away he was not eating everything himself yeah. once in a while he would eat but yeah and not only that they were all of various different varieties some were laddus some were jalebis some were made of milk milk pedas some were you know they were all different varieties and you know what if he he would have us carefully keep them and then he would remember which one was which so he would call me and say you know please get me the sixth dabba from the third row on the left and when i would get him the sixth dabba from the third row he would say aha this is exactly what i wanted and so he would give out to the people so this is one of my memories that was very very nice and it was a joy to see pujya swami ji with him and how to be with a guru was just a model for us by seeing pujya swami ji with him as long as pujya swami ji could sit on the floor even with difficulty he would sit on the floor and he would not just uh, sit on the chair even though swami tarananda ji would say please upar baithiye no he would sit on the floor and the way he would serve him the way he would be with him was just uh, a beautiful modeling for all of us and one more memory and and whenever we went to his place in haridwar he would give us tea he would make tea and give us and then one more memory i have is that of uh, you know go accompanying some people who had received sanyasa from pujya swami ji and at that time swami tarananda ji was elderly and could not come himself so we would all go there uh, and then uh, to get the blessings and so there were these new swamis who went and i was i had gone accompanying them and he said they they saw him and he said kya samachar hai he knew why they they were here to get the blessings but he just said that what what's the news and one of the new swamis said swami ji humne sanyas liya liya hai we have just taken sanyas and he said sanyas liya nahi diya jata hai it is not taken it is it is received that was such an eye opener very very beautiful beautiful swami ji how do we deal with sorrow caused by close loved ones in the family yeah sorrow is caused by close loved ones only it cannot be caused by strangers okay yeah so that is for sure how to cope and keep the relations yeah so that we have first we have to understand sorrow means it is caused by people that we think are close or closed off that also is possible <laughs> i'm trying to keep on telling something and they they don't have the capacity to hear or listen so this is there first i have to fortify myself with good food good cheer and good people around me who validate me for who i am who see me so before dealing with this hurt i have to craft for myself a healthy alternate family like group of people who will have my back this is necessary this is actually a healthy way to Uh, to be in life because otherwise putting everything on the biological family just because they are close all the expectations etc etc it can lead to disaster it's a burden on everyone so i help myself first by having a healthy nurturing group of people and here i have to be careful not to re- replicate the family dynamics yeah one thing about the family dynamic is that it is ik okay yeah and so i don't replicate that 
So that's why I mean healthy relationships where I can have healthy boundaries, where I can practice that. So then that being the case and I have that, I have my own satsang, I have a group of people who will who will be with me, etc. Then we tackle this. Fortified by this, then we tackle this. Here too, healthy boundaries are very, very necessary. Very, very necessary. And as I grow in Vedanta, there is more, I become more healthy. Emotionally healthy one becomes. And as one becomes more emotionally healthy, there is better self-esteem. There is greater joy to which I have access. I am not always a puddle all the time and needing to be taken out in buckets. And so therefore, I need to, I need to get into the place of uh, being strong. And that strength comes from many sources, but Vedanta is really the best source. And so when I am strong, when, I'm, when I have access to my own self-esteem, there will be annoyances. Obviously, the world is not going to go according to my plan. There will be annoying things, there will be annoying people, there will be annoying situations, circumstances. But then, it will be more like a mosquito bite rather than an alligator bite. <laughs> Big difference. Mosquito bite, oh, this is so annoying. Oh, terrible. Oh, it got me in two places. I thought it was only one. After that, it's gone. Alligator bite means you have to go to the hospital. So here, I, the, 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 the bite becomes less and less severe not because the, the closed ones have lost their teeth. No, they may have still teeth. They may still bite. They may still lash out or whatever it is. But I become strong and immune to the onslaughts. Guruna api dukhena navichalyate Bhagavad Gita. Guruna doesn't mean by the guru. Okay, here, neuter guru. <laughs> Guruna is an adjective to Dukkha. Dukkhena Guruna means by the biggest of Guru here means big. By the biggest of Dukkhas, one is not moved, one is not agitated. And so, healthy boundaries. When learning to, first I, you know, I can just, uh, first it's also nice to be silent and see if there is a truth in whatever they are saying, because truth hurts. You know, you don't, nobody wants to be criticized, nobody wants to be told the truth, and sometimes the family members say, okay, this is what I notice about you, this is the truth. And maybe I don't want to hear that. So therefore, a little bit of analysis, introspection about me. What is that called in Sanskrit? Me, Mamsa, okay, because <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> so, is in order. A little vichara is in order. Whatever anybody is saying, close people, friends, whoever, you know, family people, relatives, is there a grain of truth? And in the beginning I will say, no, of course there is no truth. How could they say this to me? They are idiots. They should not have said that. In the beginning that's how it will feel, because why? To put it in Pooja Swamiji's words, I am a ninja, offensive and defensive. So therefore, I have to take some space and then ruminate upon those words. Yes, they hurt terribly. Yes, it's awful. And yes, I feel like I'm in an emotional ICU after hearing those words. <laughs> but is there a bit, is there even a grain of truth? If there is, I correct myself. Nothing wrong. In fact, I can send them a silent, invisible thank you note. Thank you for helping me to grow. I can mentally send them a thank you note and then grow as a result. Nothing lost. It's a win-win situation. One win, I have grown. Second win, 
I have become immune to, to whatever they said because I saw whatever there is to take. But if after self-introspection, if after introspection, a certain amount of healthy introspection after getting some space, then if I find that there was no truth, there was just some reaction, then I am able to, then I go into seeing where did these words come from. And the words came from them because of their own background. Just as I have a background that makes me yell, cry, get angry, get upset and say things that I do not mean, the other person also has a background that makes them do all of the above. I don't have to know what that background is. I don't have to fix that background. I just have to know it is there. And that itself becomes a uh, difference between reacting and responding. When I react, I'm not in touch with my background or with the fact that they also have a background. When I respond, it's a two-step response. I'm able to see that they have a background. And then point number three, once I know that they have the background, it's the background talking very badly, very loudly, <laughs> I'm able to, uh, then this is a question I ask myself, am I able to have some compassion? First I have to have dispassion, <laughs> then only compassion will come. First I have to have dispassion, I should not be affected by that. Then after that, can I have some compassion? Not for the behavior, for the person who is in the grip and the spell of the behavior helplessly. Again, compassion doesn't mean I go fawning all over the person. It's not that even though I'm hurt, I'm trying to make them feel better dysfunctionally. No. From a distance, I see, oh, poor things. This is what they are under. And the anger melts, the pain melts, the sorrow melts. And I understand that I am less and less dependent upon them for my needs, for my expectations, for my validation. This is all on the uh, Vedanta level. On the everyday level, here is a remedy which Pujya Swamiji suggested. So when somebody says something mean and terrible and there is a falling out with close relatives and friends, what do you do? Even if you don't think you are in the wrong, give them a rose. What? Are you out of your mind? No. <laughs> give them a rose. When? Rose, rose. Every day. <laughs> give them a rose every day for 48 days. Oh, that's expensive. Yes. <laughs> but it's worth it. 48 days. How will you give the rose on the first day because you're so mad at them? Here, take. The guru said, so that's why I'm giving. Take. You may even throw the rose. Here. Take it. Throw it where? In a ditch of rainwater. Yeah. Go get it. <laughs> Take it. Next day also you will give it like that. Third day also you will give it like that. And the fourth day, you want to see, I am given, given this rose for three days. Let's see what that expression in that person's face is. They are the ones who are guilty. They should apologize. And here I am giving them the rose. And as though I am making myself weak, let me see what their expression is. The eyes meet. <laughs> And then the ridiculousness of the situation is just very evident. The eyes smile, the lips follow, and then you don't need to do it for 48 days. Four days becomes enough. This is something to do. To, it's really, 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 really works. I have seen this. I have absolutely seen this. And if not rose, any flower. Just give them a flower. Flower, you know, has a way of making things up completely that are one one cannot even imagine. 
it is there one more what's the quickest way to cure loneliness in accordance with vedanta <laughs> <laughs> love the question very nice <laughs> that's easy very easy answer from lonely i i understand i'm no longer lonely when i study vedanta i know i'm only kevala kaivalya kaivalya kevalasya bhavah is not loneliness it is onlyness so from loneliness i embrace onlyness what does that mean that means that the loneliness comes from a sense of alienation i am far away from other beings i am far away from myself i am far away from the source if there is a source the truth of the world ishvara i am far away from the source i am far away from the jagat i am far away from other jeevas i am far away from myself that's the source of the loneliness loneliness is nothing but alienation so attend some bhajan quick cure <laughs> yeah some bhajan sessions where there is an immersion where the singers and the song become one quick cure be in a satsang catch a retreat watch a class on zoom kulam if you can't come to the guru kulam <laughs> looks like they're all from the same person <laughs> if someone is trying to end their addiction to the mobile phone what's the best way to go about it throw it away yeah <laughs> yeah simple no phone no problem really you can't say you know i will what is that i will reduce the screen time and you know to reduce the screen time you have to look at the screen yeah to see how much you have consumed this is all very counterintuitive and they try to sound vedantin vedantic how they call the product iphone <laughs> i'm one with the phone and the i will be a small ubiquitous i it's not the big i it's a small i but small slowly it takes over the life all the time things are dinging pinging binging all the times and then there is another part to this what is the best time to check the phone are we've thrown it away <laughs> <laughs> checking doesn't arise because you have thrown it away phek diya hai do it once or twice a day or three four times a day that's all rest of the time let it be this is again according to vedanta question how to develop healthy friendships according to vedanta so this we have already talked about how to you know Uh, friendships that are based on everybody the best friendships are friendships that's based on everyone wanting to know the truth of themselves that's the best friendship according to karmic laws what do we take to the next janma it's not the body is it the mind is it the intellect well we take 17 things to the next janma 17 aspects we take to the next janma that is the five sense organs and then whatever is represented by the five organs of actions obviously the organs are not taken the subtle aspects of that is taken vagaadi pancha shravanaadi pancha pranaadi pancha the five pranas abhramukhaani pancha the five subtle elements and then that's 
and then uh, uh, then we have the the buddhi manaha ahankara chittam but somehow it became 19 i'm not very good at arithmetic but uh, but somehow i think the way they are grouped it's seven, it comes out to 17 so this is part of the subtle body which goes and then along with that of course uh, the storehouse of desires raga dvesha samskaras all of them go and if the jiva at the time of departure says oh i have a few more bags baggage here you don't have to pay excess baggage come on pile it on no matter how much you have we'll take it and this all all goes to the next life we are making progress let's see the next one what's the relationship between various pramanas there isn't any each pramana each means of knowledge is a king in its own arena it cannot really like supposing if i wanted to see this part but my eyes were not functioning if i hold it over here i'm not going to understand it it at all what it looks like so the eyes are the king in the realm of forms and color the ears are the king when it comes to sounds etc each pramana is operates in its own realm and field it has a kshetra that is what so there is not any relationship and then the <clears throat> do they derive or depend on other pramanas yes we can say that the 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 direct pramana is called pratyaksha the five sense organs and all the other pramanas depend on them or derive from them like inference we can do that shabda pramana also in a way because you have to hear the shabda so the pratyaksha is there but then the shabda that's where the shabda stops because other than that it's all the shabda pramana is that which removes ignorance by uh, uh, by removing all the misapprehensions of the i what is the relationship between brahman ishvara and maya brahman when we say that uh, we mean both ishvara sagunam brahma brahman that is seen as jagat karanam the cause of the universe we mean that we also mean satchidanandam brahma satyam gnanam anantam brahma that consciousness which is all pervasive limitless self existent and all aware all knowledge sentient so both those we mean and both brahman is recognized by both these definitions one is a interim definition a temporary definition that of brahman as the cause of the universe uh, and then the other one is a intrinsic definition one of them is a not an intrinsic definition it's an interim definition because jagat comes and goes so the cause of the jagat cannot be called the cause of the jagat when there is no jagat okay so that is there maya is the shakti because of which this projected universe is uh, it has been created it shines and resolves into which so it is gnana shakti ichha shakti kriya shakti and she has two powers which for the jiva cause problems one is the power of veiling and in india we don't know the difference between v and w so we can also call it the power of wailing because it makes one wail okay makes one cry <laughs> that also we can say and then um, the high the concealing power avarna and then vikshepa the projecting power so the, that that is the idea the concealing power where my nature is hidden from me that i can 
I can uh, undo through the study of Vedanta. I can discover the truth of myself. The projective power will not cause problems once the concealing power is uh, uh, has been overcome. That is the idea. If the concealing power is not overcome, then the projection causes dejection. Okay, we'll talk more about this. It will come in the text. All this will be discussed. Yes. Closing number. Ananda Amrita Karshini in Raga Amrita Varshini composed by Muttiswami Dikshitar.
chocolates here <laughs> wonderful keep shining सुखिनरामयाद्राणी पश्यु मचि दुखभागो मद्गमय तमसो म्योतिर्गमय मृत्योर्मृतंगमय ओं पूर्णमदूर्णमद पूर्णमुदच्य पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओं शाति 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 हरि ओं श्रीगुरभ्यो नम हरि ओम